Walkcast is a member of the Alberta Podcast Network powered by ATB. Support for Walkcast also comes from donations raised through Patreon. To donate to journalism with urbanism at its core, check out the link in the show's bio. So when the LRT came to our neighborhood, it was designed for an arena and a mall. It wasn't really designed for a neighborhood. <laughs> hey there, WalkCast listeners. I'm Tim Querengesser. You know those missed connections columns in the back of alt-weeklies? Somebody locks eyes with someone else and feels spontaneous love. But they're both riding the number five bus, and then one of them has to get off at their stop. And in a flash, their new love disappears. And now they're just posting a note in the paper, wondering aloud if the other person felt it too, and... Won't you please call me? Today's episode is all about missed connections. Well, rather about missed connections between transit and people. Along with some, let's say, misconceptions. It's all set in my hometown, Edmonton, in a community called Central McDougal. Now, Central McDougal is central. It's right next door to downtown Edmonton, and it's also along our newest LRT, which we call the Metro Line, but which is probably most famous for having such messed up signals that, to this day, the trains run slower than they're supposed to. Here's the thing. It's probably one of Edmonton's most ethnically diverse neighborhoods. We call the area's main street, 107 Avenue, the Avenue of Nations. And when you go there, you notice that most residents walk. Edmonton built a $655 million LRT through Central McDougal without a stop for its residents. How does this connection get missed? To find out, I went to Central McDougal for some answers. And there I met up with a neighborhood expert who has his own take on the situation. And we went for a walk. So, um, yeah, hi there. Uh, My name is Scott Rollins. I'm a 27-year resident of Central McDougal. Scott is a big guy, like 6'5". And he's basically lived in Central McDougal for his whole life. Today he owns the same Art Deco-themed house there that he grew up in, and he's raised his own kids in it. So he defends Central McDougal almost to a fault. I've come to talk LRT, but first he wants to talk about the news. Yesterday the local paper ran a story about a university study ranking the most desirable neighborhoods in Edmonton for millennials. The result was controversial. When they uh, crunched the data... Uh, Central McDougal was number one. It didn't just make news, like, people people lost their shit. You know, you, you gotta be nuts. Or, I stopped reading when I saw Central McDougal. There was one guy I got into a bit of a flame war with who was saying, you know, Central McDougal is the worst place in the city for crime. It's year after year, it's the top of the list. In the, and we said, I and a number of other people said, well, if you look at the data, that is just not true. <laughs> people thought, if if that hellhole came out in number one, there's got to be something inherently wrong with the study. And it's like, no, no, that's not what you should be taking away from this at all. You should be saying, 
maybe our preconceptions need some examining. So Edmonton is not used to Centre McDougall being viewed in a positive light. But Scott says he wasn't surprised by the study. It just confirmed what he already knows. His neighbourhood is kind of great, for a lot of reasons. The criteria they looked at were all the criteria that sold me on the neighbourhood. The fact that it is accessible, walkable, bikeable. It's got lots of amenities. My kids walk to Victoria School. I can walk to uh, I can walk to Kingsway Mall. I can ride my bike to Superstore. I can ride my bike downtown in five minutes. The university in 15 minutes, and uh, and affordable, <laughs> which you know, if you don't have a lot of money, which is the way a lot of young people are when they're starting out, you want a place that has meets your needs, but doesn't break your bank. Okay, but what does this all have to do with LRT and misconnections? Well, that depends on how you look at it. Scott says Central McDougall's bad reputation isn't fully earned. There's crime, he says, but most of it is petty. Still, the place sort of repulses anyone but those without other options. Residents don't stay long. Most have lived in the neighborhood for less than five years. More than 50% of them live alone, too. And Scott says this spills into the community itself. People don't stand up for the place and the city sort of turns its back on them. And yet Scott sees Central McDougall differently. He points to the tall old trees, the enormous red brick school with a gorgeous playground, and the World War II-era housing that's still cheap enough for young families. He sees it all like East Hastings in Vancouver, just 15 years ago before East Hastings saw reinvestment. It's all bound to take off, he says, because it's right beside downtown. If one thing shifts that is. I think if you were in Vancouver 20 years ago, yep. you'd see a lot of the same things. Like, people would say, if you said, you know, I'm going to move to East Hastings, people would say, are you crazy? And I, I mean, even now, there's still a lot of disorder in that area, but it's a much more desirable place. I think we're going to see that in our neighborhood in the next 15 or 20 years when people, especially as transit improves. And there it is. Central McDougall sort of has LRT, but mostly doesn't. Residents get to watch trains roll through, but not stop for them. Scott says when the neighborhood learned the LRT was coming, the concern was residents wouldn't be able to walk across the tracks. That's not so bad, he says. But he says once the trains arrived and once people watched them roll through, the realization sort of sunk in. They weren't part of the plan. I think pretty early on we were frustrated and disappointed by the idea that there wasn't actually going to be a physical LRT stop within the borders of our neighborhood. Scott and I started walking toward the tracks. He was playing tour guide. And then the train came. So right now we're beside Prince of Wales Armory. So we're at 105th Street and 109th Avenue, 108th Avenue, sorry. Um, and we're at the point where the LRT tracks run through our neighborhood. So uh, at 107th Avenue, it crosses here and then heads down towards the hospital. Sounds sounds like we're sounds like we're about to see a train here. Woohoo! <laughs> Look out! You know, don't get sucked in by the uh, by the whirlwind as it goes by at 25 kilometers an hour. 
as a resident, I don't mind it going. <laughs> I would rather have it go through my neighborhood slowly than at 50 kilometers an hour. But yeah, I mean, it's 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 embarrassing and frustrating as a city that uh, things got screwed up so badly because it's a you know it's a disincentive. Even though you could tell people that for a trip downtown, the fact that it's going 25 kilometers an hour top speed instead of 50 might add two or three minutes to your route. But um, yeah, the, when you're sitting on it, it kind of feels like you're going bicycle speed. And at least I sort of feel like I'd rather be on my bicycle. <laughs> if I'm going 25 kilometers an hour, I'd rather be uh, pushing the pedals. So I finally asked Scott, why didn't you guys get an LRT? You know, I, I think that a lot of it is outdated thinking. Uh, I think the city said, well, we're going to have a downtown arena, so we need an LRT station there. We have a mall, so we need an LRT station there. And from Rogers Place to Kingsway Mall, it's probably a couple kilometers. And I think they, they thought, well, we, we need to stop there. We need to stop there. We can't have a stop in the middle. Which, I mean, we're, we're standing right here. This, this could be a small LRT station quite easily. Uh, it, in fact, it, with the, uh, we've got this canopy that was built to protect the tracks from leaves and branches and stuff. And it, it, feels, like, it feels like a station that has been decommissioned. <laughs> and it really does. But beyond this sort of ghost station already at 107 Avenue in central McDougal, what Scott said next really hit home. The people in the neighborhood really need a better transit option. Most households in our neighborhood do not have cars. And you know, people in Edmonton, their minds are blown if you tell them that. It's like, yes, it's because they're poor, but it's also, you know, it's a practical reality of their lives as well. If you don't have a car, uh, you need to make the most of what's around you. So what you described, though, a, a population that is new, some, somewhat new to the to the city, uh, lower income, doesn't own a car. That would seem to be what LRT is sort of designed to capture, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah, exactly. And uh, so when the LRT came to our neighborhood, it was designed for an arena and a mall. It wasn't really designed for a neighborhood. <laughs> and uh, yes, in a lot of ways, it's been a, a boon to our neighborhood that people do have access but it's it's not it feels like uh it doesn't feel like the LRT was built for us it feels like it was built for the things around us well it looks like we've come to the end of our walk again walkcast is a member of the Alberta podcast network and it's all powered by ATB Another member of the network is the Edmonton Community Foundation's podcast, The Well-Endowed Podcast. Check out their latest episode where they look into cannabis legalization. I'd like to thank some of the things that made this show possible today. Supporters on Patreon, as well as free music that I've downloaded from the Free Music Archive. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.